Hey there, welcome to another episode of Fast Forward, a podcast from QSR Magazine. My name is Sam Okus. I'm the editor of QSR and the editorial director of Food News Media. We've been sharing with you for the last couple of weeks um, conversations with restaurant professionals on how they're overcoming the challenges posed by the coronavirus, uh, trying to share as many unique perspectives as we can with creative ideas, tips, and solutions for getting through this time, keeping your head above water, keeping your lights on, trying to survive uh, in this time of crisis. Uh, we are going to pull back a little bit on the amount of episodes we're doing. You've probably already noticed this week. We're probably going to pull back to just one or two per week to continue to keep you informed. Uh, You can also go back into the archives to check out not only the coronavirus-related episodes we've done so far, but also the interviews we had done prior to this uh, with fast, casual founders, innovators, and entrepreneurs on how they built their business. Uh, I think there's a lot of valuable insights still in those interviews that I think you should go check out, especially if you want some sort of normalcy and some sort of uh, content that does not relate to coronavirus. But if you continue to look for information and tips on how to get through this season, uh, you can go to qsrmagazine.com as well. Uh, if you go to qsrmagazine.com slash coronavirus, you're going to find all of our headlines related to that, all of the news from restaurant companies on what they're doing, and all of the insights from professionals with those tips that we're trying to share uh, for getting through this crisis. As always, you can also contact me, Sam, at qsrmagazine.com if you want to share information, if you think you have a good perspective to share, or if you just want to talk, please do reach out, Sam, at qsrmagazine.com. Of course, beyond the website, beyond the podcast, we have other resources for you. We have a free print magazine that comes out every month. We have been hard at work on the May issue this last week or two. Uh, You can subscribe to that for free. Go to qsrmagazine.com slash subscribe if you want to subscribe to our print issue for free. Of course, all of our information is available on qsrmagazine.com for free as well. Uh, But it's just another resource for you that we continue to work hard on. Our team, even though we're working from home right now, we are still getting out all the information you need, not only for overcoming this coronavirus crisis, but also just for tips, innovation ideas on, you know, how to run a better restaurant business. Because once we emerge from this season, you're going to need that information as well. I want to talk to you now about something we're trying that's a little bit different than we've ever done before. We want to compile the industry's ideas on what the future of the restaurant industry looks like in a post-coronavirus world. So in our June issue of QSR, we are going to put together uh, perspectives from from restaurant operators, vendors, consultants, anybody who has an idea on what they think that the industry will look like after this season has come to a close and we have put COVID-19 behind us. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about how you could contribute to that. If you go to qsrmagazine.com slash tell us, that's qsrmagazine.com slash T-E-L-L-U-S, you can fill in a web form there with all of your thoughts about what the restaurant industry will look like in the coming months and years after we overcome this season. I want to hear from you what you think the restaurant industry will look like, which trends you think will survive this season, which trends you don't think will survive this season. I want to hear from you what you have already learned in this last month or two that you think you're going to apply to your business in the years ahead. So again, if you go to qsrmagazine.com slash tell us, uh, you can contribute that and there is a chance you could be included in a future QSR Magazine story. Again, we're trying to share all the insights about what the future looks like as a helpful resource for you to know how to prepare your business for that, to navigate not only through this season, but then beyond. How do you set your restaurant up for success 
after this crisis is past us. Now, if you don't want to take the time to type all of that out, we have an option for you. Uh, record a voice memo on your phone and you can submit it to us that way. If you go to qsrmagazine.com slash tell us, there is an option to attach an audio file there. Here's how this works. You just go to your phone. If you're on an iPhone, you go to the voice memos app, you record your thoughts on that app, and then you go to qsrmagazine.com slash tell us, go to where you attach a file, Uh, hit browse and you can find that on your phone. I had to save it to my drive first from that app and then I found it on my phone. It is pretty simple. It will only take you, you know, 30 seconds to do that whole process. Um, But please, we want to hear your thoughts. If you do the audio, there's a chance we'll also share your thoughts on a future podcast. Uh, And if you share them that way, I will go ahead and type all those thoughts out for you and uh, consider for the story as well. Again, go to qsrmagazine.com slash tell us, T-E-L-L-U-S, and share your thoughts on what you think the restaurant industry looks like in a post-coronavirus world, and you could be featured in a future QSR Magazine story. If you have any questions about any of that, again, you can email me, sam at qsrmagazine.com, and I am happy to answer your emails or any questions or concerns you might have. I'm going to roll now into this conversation with Tom Gordon, who is the CEO of Slim Chickens. Uh, Slim Chickens is this really exciting restaurant concept that uh, has grown to more than 100 locations in the U.S. and internationally, started in Arkansas, and uh, is focused on high-quality chicken items, uh, very much a fast casual, but also has a drive-through and some of these off-premises touches that, of course, have become so important to business today. So I jumped on the line with CEO Tom Gordon to hear about how this system that has grown into a very prominent franchise system uh, across the country, how they have navigated their system through this crisis, and some of his thoughts about where we go from here, what comes next, what he has learned in the midst of the coronavirus. Uh, Certainly are in unprecedented times for for everybody in the country and around the world. You know, here at Slim Chickens, uh, we really took an aggressive stance on how uh, we could utilize our drive-throughs more efficiently how we could incorporate fast response curbside service um, and how we could really push messaging out through our uh, OLO online ordering and app-based ordering platforms. Uh, You know, after we saw the guidance from the CDC around, um, uh, you know, packaging and safety, uh, we felt, Mm -hmm. we felt like we were in a good, in a good place to do that. So we've been focused on messaging and focused on uh, execution, you know, outside the restaurants through the channels that we have available. Yeah. You mentioned drive-through curbside. I know that um, several of your restaurants have drive-through, but I don't believe all of them do. Can you tell us a little bit about what the off-premises strategy was before all of this for Slim Chickens? Well, for us, um, I think probably 95% of our restaurants have drive-throughs, at least Oh, okay. at least domestically. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fortunately that channel was available to us. We also started utilizing our app, uh, in a really big way to drive business to the store. And then we allow the guests to pull up and we have an attendant to go out there, uh, get the name of the guest and deliver their, their order. Um, mm-hmm. that's proven to be effective. We were in a good position because we had those tools already at the ready. Um, mm-hmm. just, tweaked a little bit for this instance, but, you know, losing the dining rooms is a, is a meaningful piece of revenue that we're, that we have to make up or at least try to make up in the short term. So how do you do that? I mean, is there a marketing message that you guys have really tried to, to communicate with your guests and any kind of deals or promos? 
you know, we, we did a deal on Sunday uh, through our app and it, it worked well, but you know, I, we don't want to take advantage of the situation and try to say, Hey, come to us and we got deals for you. We, we just want to be there and be open if the communities need us and want us. And, you know, it's been great to see some response and you know, we've been a, a, a light and, uh, you know, a little bit of hope to those who are still out, you know, running around the country trying to help other people, first responders, healthcare workers. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're just glad to be there and be open for them. Seems like too that's you know so much of a, a matter of trust, right? I mean, I think that a lot of the the restaurant sales um, took a dive off that cliff, not only because dining rooms closed, but it was also because of that fear factor that was going on, where people were fearing that the virus was spreading through the food. And so now it's you know I think the restaurant industry is really trying to regain that trust. Do, do you think that's the case at Slim Chickens? And what do you think you can do maybe to to get that trust back from your your dedicated customers? I, I think for us. Uh, you're hundred percent right. You know, there, there's a trust factor. I, I believe that our trust factor is, is pretty high for a brand and we've been able to uh, use that to our advantage to keep serving and to keep a, a decent volume going through the drive-throughs, but, it, but it's more than just the brand and the food and the restaurant business. I mean, everything you do has to be in a trust cycle in terms of how you interact with the guest. I mean, you know, we're working on how to deploy contactless payments and how to make sure that every restaurant uh, uses barriers and make sure no one comes inside the stores and understanding the six foot rule in every instance we can before and after we deliver food. And, you know, we have to take the, uh, in the recommendations of the CDC and the local and municipal health authorities uh, seriously. And we're doing that. I think the trust factor really starts with how, with the restaurants and the people and, and we have to put forth, the uh, not only the look of trustworthiness, which means really means clean and efficient and effective, but also, uh, you know, adhering to these guidelines. You guys are also, I mean, you have dozens of locations now pretty spread out. There's a communication factor too that you have to make with your store operators. What does that look like as a CEO of this company? How do you keep everybody on the same page who's running these operations? Well, you know, as, as monotonous and, uh, you know, regular as, as it seems to be, we have a 930 status meeting typically done via Skype. There's a few people in the office, but mostly done uh, via Skype or Zoom or a video chat. We go through every department. Um, we go through every change in the business by day in terms of dining room closures, mandates for municipalities. And then our teams are distributing information on a daily basis to all of our corporate operators and franchisees. There's also mm-hmm. a weekly call, standing call with all of our franchisees and a biweekly call with all the corporate operators. So, you know, it's a cliche, but communication is key. Over communicating cannot be done. Mm-hmm. Reinforcing systems, processes and SOPs cannot be done enough. And, you know, that is the message that I'm delivering to my teams is that, you know, you cannot speak enough. You cannot call on the phone enough. You cannot text enough in terms of keeping up with how every restaurant's doing in every single location. 
Do you think there's things you can learn from other restaurants too? I mean, with everybody being spread out, some folks are going to be experiencing this outbreak different than others. Maybe if they're in a city that has, you know, a, a worse, uh, you know, worse regulations or whatever it might be. Do you feel like there's any communication among the team and the franchisees for learning from each other? I think there, there, there definitely is. I mean, you know, how we notice vehicles utilizing the restaurants are a little different. How we notice customers interacting is, is different and how we can satisfy them efficiently and effectively. But to the larger point about other restaurants, I mean, I, I've spent a lot of time, uh, you know, via phone and text talking to my fellow restaurant owners and executives. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, of, you know, pulling together like this country often does. We suddenly communicate a little tighter. We try to help each other. We share stories. Uh, we share mm-hmm. best practices. And, and look, you know, I, I feel for our entire industry. Um, we're in a pretty decent spot considering, um, but you know, who knows what the future will bring. A lot of my casual dining and white tablecloth compatriots are, are struggling. And yeah. I think all of us, as this eases and as we all feel comfortable, I'd encourage the country to get out there and at least try to utilize all your favorite restaurants, not just Slim Chickens. And, and, and you know, keep this industry afloat during this tough time. Yeah, we're talking on uh, Tuesday and uh, March tw- March 31st, and I know there is today the second effort to do the Great American Takeout. That's one way that there has been uh, an effort to encourage Americans to go out and do takeout. Um, what are some other ways you think we can get guests out there? I mean, it, it, like you said, it really seems like the industry has done a great job rallying together, which I think is necessary because we all need each other to survive. Do you think there's any other way the restaurant industry can work together to get that, you know, snowball rolling downhill of momentum to, to bring guests back out into the restaurants. Oh, I, I think it's going to take not only the restaurants, but the broadline distributors um, really understanding and, and, and the broadliners communicating where supply is and where it isn't uh, helping, helping us operators know what we can get our hands on what we can't. And then, you know, that will spread throughout the system and, and the restaurant industry to allow folks to complete orders get their broadline distribution up to the par that they can and, and try to help, you know, get food out, you know, outside of the restaurants. And it's going to, it's going to be through, you know, drive throughs, pickup, uh, delivery. And we've seen a lot of uh, restaurants set up, you know, tents and, and makeshift drive throughs where they may not have had them in the past. And I, mm-hmm. I applaud those guys as well. Yeah, there's a lot of creativity going on out there. It's really exciting to see. And I do feel like, you know, for as hard as it is right now, it will be interesting to see after this is all over, what are some of those creative solutions that remain with the industry? How will we have all grown from that? And for you, I'm wondering, have you learned anything yet? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more you will have learned in hindsight later on, but anything so far that you've taken from this season that you know you'll take with you into the future? You know, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, there's, there's so many changes. Um, we always want to be there for the guest in the way they want us to be. Um, mm-hmm. Speeding up the drive-thrus, uh, you know, changing the labor model in the drive-thru to help it go faster or something we've really tried to focus on during this scenario. I think that'll stay with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, understanding how we can reach more people through our social media and uh, an app an online presence just to let them know that we're out there, I think will be a, a change that we'll hang on to and try to utilize in the future. Uh, but, you know, those things are really going to be, um, you know, the, the backbone of how we survive today. And then, you know, uh, 
hopefully they will be the extra impetus to allow us to drive, you know, good quality comp sales in the future. Yeah. Obviously, right now, everybody's trying to kind of stay open day by day. It's really survival mode. Is there anything you can think of that might be uh, what not to do? I think some restaurants are just sort of pulling stuff out of nowhere and then just sort of, you know, seeing what sticks. But is there anything that you've seen that maybe wouldn't work in a season like this? You know, I mean, I, I hate to throw stones at other, other restaurants who are just trying to be creative. I, I haven't seen a whole lot that I thought would be problematic or, or dangerous. I mean, I think you have to take care of your staffs. You cannot make the mistake of having someone who ha- even has a hint of illness or a cold or a sore throat be inside stores. Uh, mm-hmm. You've seen a little bit of that, just trying to stretch labor a little bit. Uh, I think that's a mistake, obviously. Um, uh, you know, but look, you know, the industry's becoming creative. Uh, for capitalism to win, unfortunately, there has to be winners and losers. And, and you know, ones who are creative and effective will, will be the ones who are left standing in the end. Well, on that note, Tom, last question for you, you know, thinking about everything that's been going on, uh, obviously, in these hard times, it's nice to have a little bit of optimism and maybe some silver linings. Anything you can think of to leave our listeners with that might be a little bit of uh, a little bit of hope, a little bit of encouragement? Uh, well, I think from a, a global socioeconomic perspective. I mean, this has got to get solved. The, the damage is, is too great um, in you know, human lives, unfortunately, uh, medical costs and the overall economy. And when there's a, a, uh, you know, a, a problem this huge, I think humanity comes together and, and solve it, solves it. Uh, you know, there will be some damage along the way, but um, I think for those of us in the industry, um, the most hopeful thing that we can say is that we want to be here for the guest. And if the guest feels good about getting out and utilizing the services and the sales channels that are available, uh, you know, we, we want to be, we want to be there for the guest. And I imagine that that would be, uh, you know, be the same for every restaurant company. That's good, Tom. Thank you for this. Uh, and thank you for your time today. I'm sure things are pretty crazy and busy for you, but, uh, good luck to you guys. Be well. Hey, I appreciate the time. Have a good day.